Real Golf Radio. It's a reround now on the tee. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back in. It's hour number three of Real Golf Radio, the Mountainland Supply Hour of the show, the official Rainbird supplier here in Utah with locations up and down the Wasatch Front, and they are tackling the pandemic for you. Yes, the restrictions are easing, which is uh, much uh, uh, well-received, and uh, it's it's about time that we get to start moving closer and closer to some normalcy. But in the meantime, you can do everything over the phone. You can text with Mountainland Supply and they will deliver for free many times the same day to anywhere in the state of Utah. So they've got you covered. They're taking care of you. And, of course, they've got everything you need to get ready for this summer heat. And uh, we do have some winds. We've got some warmer temperatures. It's going to stress the grass out a little bit if you've got spots that aren't properly covered. And so uh, we want to give you that uh, word of advice and uh, pass along the information that you can go to mountainlandsupply.com and get all set up. Uh, We've had a great show over the first couple of hours we'll replay some of those interviews for you including this week it's the byron nelson Invitational, or what was supposed to be the byron nelson invitational and that was on the schedule on the pga tour but of course because of everything that's been going on bob uh that did not happen and in fact no golf has happened as everybody is aware but we're nope. about a month away huh yep about a month away middle of june and won't have any uh fans for the first little bit as far as the first four weeks of the PGA Tour, but they'll be coming back soon and the PGA Tour will be off and running and hopefully we'll be able to finish it out the rest of the year. I think they're going to pick up lots of fans. They just won't happen to be on that particular golf course, but sitting on their couch and watching TV and excited to see some live sporting events, which is fantastic. So we're going to hit all that coming up here, here on hour number three of Real Golf Radio. But as we do from time to time, and we appreciate Mountainland for sponsoring the third hour of the show, we want to chat, check in with one of their professionals and let you know what's going on and give you some some insights and some details. It's amazing to me how often I, I find myself seeking out a neighbor or a friend who I know is kind of understand sprinklers a little bit because I always, I have a lot to do in my yard. In fact, I was down at Mountainland Supply yesterday uh, picking up some new supplies, some new heads. We're going to do some things and I was able to check out some of their operations. But oftentimes you're seeking somebody out and have some questions. Well, we're going to go straight to the source right now. Really pleased to be joined by the, the this is a guy that's not only in the sprinkler business now, irrigation business, but formerly a superintendent, understands golf, understands golf courses, understands turf, which is most important, and how it relates to you. And uh, he's joining us right now, Josh Tanner from Mountainland Supply. Hey, Josh, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, we appreciate you uh, hanging on there while we were long-winded in our intro, but uh, it's it's good to have you. And as I mentioned, you spent some time as a superintendent down in Vegas. Uh, talk about your I guess, career as a super down there. And what were some of the courses that you were involved with? Yeah, so I started out down at Prim Valley on State Line and moved over to Dragon Ridge Country Club. Multi-million dollar course there, beautiful course there. And ended my time at Eagle Crest in Sun City Summerlin before I decided we needed to get back home and be more around family. I like that. That's a that's a good move and a good excuse. So did you grow up here in Utah then, family around here? I did. Born and raised in Utah, where I went to Fremont High and met my wife, and then we moved down to 
Vegas. Nice. Fremont High state champs this year in uh, yeah. boys basketball. So uh, congratulations. Yes, they were very proud. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're back home. You're up. You're up that way, and and you're you're working for Mountain Land Supply. It was was there an interest in staying in golf, or did you seek? How did you transition over to Mountain Land? So I've always wanted to stay in golf, and with Mountain Land, it was just an easy decision where they had Rainbow Golf. It gave me the opportunity to still stay in golf and be involved in golf, but yet not have the times and stresses of being a golf course tenant. It's great being a golf course tenant. Don't get me wrong. I love it and I miss it, but there's a lot more to it than a lot of people think. So you mentioned Rainbird Golf. Tell us a little bit about that, especially with Mountain, Mountain Land Supply being – the Rainbird Golf Distributor in the state of Utah. Well, Rainbird Golf is great. The one thing that I absolutely love about Rainbird Golf is their thing that they have is called timeless compatibility. They can still take today's technology and still run their sprinkler heads from way back. So they can take their new computer system and still run their old sprinklers that are still great and running today. And that is something that I find very intriguing and very interesting. And I'm like, man, I, I love Rainbird and I would love to be a part of mountain land. And they swooped me right up. Perfect. Josh Tanner, mountain land supply joining us here on real golf radio, former superintendent now helping superintendents across the state of Utah. And, and really as a, as a former superintendent, I imagine that's a, a really nice um, position to be in as you uh, call on some of the supers and around the golf courses here in the state and talk to them about their irrigation needs, huh? Yes, it is. It's awesome to be able to go in and just talk to them and, and no one understand their true needs. That's the biggest difference is I understand the lingo. I understand their true needs. And I go in and I can listen to what they really, really want and what they really need instead of just trying to sell them something new. Yeah, That's awesome. That. Yeah, one of the new projects that you're going to be doing is down there at Atrada, um, down in St. George. Tell us a little bit about what they're going to be doing and some of the things about um, why they're doing it. So Entrada is a big win for Rainbird. They're going to be going to the brand new system. That It's been around since 2009, but it's their brand new upgraded system. A lot of those courses around the country, top country, is going to this system. It's called the IC system. It can water each and individual head individually from your phone and you have individual stations to where now I can see what I need to water and only water just that area. Golf course superintendents are some of the best, absolute best waterers in the world in being able to save water around the world. And Raybird is a part of that. Their system is on the older side, so they've got some breaks. They are going to a newer system with HDPE pipe that will last a whole lot longer than they currently have, and that's why they're upgrading their system. 
but now they're going to some newer technologies that will help them water even more efficiently and be even more water conscientious in these times. That's really cool. So if I'm hearing you right, most of the time when you play and you're out, you're out on a course late at night, sprinklers happen to come on for whatever reason, it lights up a fairway. I mean, all of a sudden you've got multiples, you know, sprinklers coming at you from multiple angles. You're saying you can literally from your phone, take a look at a trouble spot and just fire up one particular sprinkler out of what? How many hundreds of heads do they have on a golf or thousands of heads do they have on a golf course? Yeah, so they, in Toronto, will have about 2,000 sprinkler heads mm. on their golf course. And, yeah, you will be able to go dial down to one individual sprinkler head and turn on that one sprinkler head. That is so cool. That is so <laughs> Bob, I, when I was down at their at their shop yesterday, I, I was able to take a look at the, the application that they have, the mobile application. It's really uh-huh. cool. And here's what's interesting about it is, you know, we always have friends who are looking out for, you know, Mother's Day is coming up, by the way. And you, maybe your mom is older and you kind of look after her. Maybe she lives alone or what have you, and you're always taking care of her yard. From your phone, you can have her system on your app. So you can literally, it's like she calls up and she says, hey, Bob, I need you to help me with my sprinkler in my yard. And you can just dial up your phone go, okay, Mom, look, I'll turn your sprinklers on right now. In fact, I'm going to increase your watering time by 10 minutes here on this section. And da-da-da. You can do it all from your phone. You don't have to go over there. You can be doing it from the golf course. How so, cool is that? So you, you can do it commercially as well as residentially, correct? Yes, that's, that's the thing that's phenomenal about it. You can get on residential sprinkler heads or sprinkler timers. They have their own programming and their own app that you can download. And then the golf side, they have their own that is a whole lot more intuitive and meant for the golf course superintendent. So there's both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, th- I think it's super cool. I'm excited about what I've got going on. And the nice thing is you call the pros there at Mountland Supply and they're there to help you. They're not just selling you a product, but they're going to be there to help you, making sure the system fits your yard and your needs. And, uh, of course, you can uh, check it all out at Mountland Supply. Hey, uh, Josh, we appreciate you taking some time, man. Super cool stuff. Thanks for all you're doing for the superintendents around, helping with water conservation, helping with efficiency, helping them do their job because they do have pretty much a thankless job out there. But if they if they don't do their job, then of course they get all the blame for whatever goes on on the golf course, as you know. And so it's it's a tough gig, and uh, all the tools that they can have to do their job and do it well is much appreciated. So well done, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, you got it. All right, that was Josh Tanner joining us from Mountainland Supply. And don't forget, not only do they work on the golf courses, but they are the exclusive sponsor of the award-winning grounds crew for the Salt Lake Bees, one of the most beautifully kept ballparks in the majors or minors, uh, regardless, in the United States. And they use all those rainbird controllers and sprinklers. And, of course, they use Mountainland Supply. All right, thanks, Josh. We'll take a short break. When we come back, as we mentioned, Lord Byron Nelson, our classic conversation that we do every single year during the Byron Nelson Championship or or what would have been this year, the Byron Nelson Championship. That's up next right here on Real Golf Radio. 
Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Bob Casper for Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm a Traeger guy, and I got their Timberline 1300 from Barbecue Pit Stop. It comes with a Wi-Fi app where you can see and adjust your cooking temps while sitting on your couch or if you're out and about. My Timberline has 1,300 square inches of cooking space and the ability to cook up to 12 chickens, 15 racks of ribs, or 12 pork butts. I love my Traeger grill, and you can pick up yours today from Barbecue Pit Stop with locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, Layton, or at barbecuepitstop.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember for a long time cancer was one step ahead now the prostate cancer foundation's research is delivering new treatments to patients all the time i've had prostate cancer my dad had it which means now i'm at a greater risk join us as we finally take the lead over cancer put this game behind us once and for all I beat it, and so can you. To get ahead of the game, go to PCF.org to learn more. Ever wonder how the Salt Lake Bees baseball field looks so good? The award-winning Bees grounds crew turned to Mountainland Supply for their turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? Well, when you need irrigation products for your lawn that you can trust, Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe, parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hello. I'm Al Morris, President and CEO of Uinta Golf. While servicing golfers over the past 49 years, through good times and bad, we've never lost sight of our customers. We have taken a number of precautions to ensure a safe shopping environment for you and our team members. We hope to see you in our stores soon, and thank you for your patience and your loyalty. Now let's get out there and play some golf. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day, 100% satisfaction guarantee. 
It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. This segment brought to you by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Thank you for joining us, and uh, thanks to Mountainland Supply and Josh for stopping by and visiting with us. Hey, as we mentioned, uh, we had some really great interviews. This would have been the week of the Byron Nelson Championship. And one of the great thrills in the 20-plus years we've been able to do Real Golf Radio was sitting down, having a conversation with Mr. Byron Nelson himself uh, before he passed away. And he was so gracious with his time and shared some tremendous stories, including that record year of 1945 when he won 11 in a row and 18 times in 30 tournaments. Just remarkable playing and we played that for you in hour number one as we do each and every year of the byron nelson classic so here you go here's our conversation with lord byron nelson i started caddying at Lynn garden country club at fort worth when i was 13 and uh, i liked the game from the very start i never i'd been a country boy and my people my people farmers and uh, when we moved to town i'd never heard the name of golf see golf was all golf was very small in those days and uh, I'd never heard the name of golf and found some of my friends had an extra dime a quarter to spin, which you didn't have those day and time was to, to just go out and spin. And uh, so I found out they had them, and I found out that they had in Lid Garden, so I went over got my name on the list, and they had more caddies than then than did, uh, did players. <laughs> but I loved it right from the start. Well, that's tremendous. Obviously, uh, it loved you as well. And, it, you know, in 1945, I alluded to it a minute ago, you won 11 straight tournaments and 18 times that year. Can you describe your attitude or your frame of mind during that time and that year? Well, let me break you up just a little bit ahead of that. I had a good year in 44. I, I think there's 22 tournaments or something like that or more, and I won eight. Wow. Okay, and I finished well in my I, I don't think I ever finished worse than 10th or the, all year. And then so uh, I found out doing the inventory of what I did in 1944. Uh-huh. And there wasn't anything there very serious about anything, except for going through that I found careless shot, more than uh, careless shot, careless shot. Not, pr- not all the time, but more than any other one thing, and chip poorly, chip poorly. And that was the only question in the whole year about the way I played. <laughs> right. So I made an, I made my New Year's resolution uh, from D.C. The, the last one, the 18th that year, was at Lynn Garden, where I'd started as a caddy, mm. called Fort Worth Open, and it was two weeks before Christmas. So <clears throat> the weather was cold, the greens frozen, a few things like <laughs> that. But anyway, uh, so uh, I made up my mind then, from then to the time I went to California, that <clears throat> I was not I was not going to play a careless shot, and I'd go work on my chipping a little bit. Right. All right, that's what led into 45. Wow. In 44, I'd, I shot, I'd average the lowest score, 69.67. That was a record at that time. And now that in 45, then, the total for the year was 68.33. So that's a stroke and a third per round. It don't sound like much, but that's five for a tournament. That's huge, and, yeah. And you're playing, you're playing well. Why you're going to be somebody when you yep. do that? You bet. So that that started my year. My game was such I was playing very comfortably. I wasn't particularly working on anything in my game except being careful about uh, not rushing 
I'm not talking about in the swing. I mean, getting in a hurry, walk right. too fast and so forth. So uh, uh, I just played very easily, very methodically, and very. I, I developed a great rhythm early in the year. Of course, my rhythm was always pretty good, but I developed a great rhythm in thinking that way, and that's why I was I played so consistently. You know, back about the winning that many and what it was, what it was. You know, when I when I won fifth in a row, why there's a little piece about one paragraph in the papers hmm. about the fact that nobody had won over four, so I won five. Now it didn't bother me. I wasn't playing to win another tournament. I was playing hole by hole, by shot by shot, by tournament by tournament, and that schooled myself on that. And I didn't say, well, I've won six, I've got to win 70, or i won eight, can I win eight. And there was very little said about it until the PGA at 45 at Moraine and Dayton. That was a major tournament. I tied for the medalist at 67, uh, which on Revolta. And uh, so then I had some very good and very difficult matches at a great field. And I finally won, I finally won that tournament by beating uh, Sam in the finals. Right. Normally, if you could, I know you can't even believe this, Bob. There were so little press people, one or two or sometimes or three. The first time I won the Masters, I really interviewed once. That was by O.B. Keeler from the Atlanta Journal. Huh. And then, of course, he is covered for Associated Press. Right. Well, when when I won that, there was six press for the PGA Championship. And so when I, after I finished, I had many things written about in the paper, I think. And when I finished, I'd won the tournament. Then, of course, next I went to interview room and uh, the six men and I interviewed with them. And they said, you know, this is the ninth tournament you won in a row. And I said, I'm glad you guys know it. I Nobody else knew so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we laughed about it and stuff. So they wrote quite a bit about it. And that's when they started about the in a row thing. Right. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, it, was just, it, it never did become a bother till. I began getting tired along about the 12th of when I lost. And that, of course, Freddie Haas beat me. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he and I had a conversation on the telephone just a few months ago. And uh, we were talking about something business work, talking about that. He ended up saying, you remember that term with you? Uh, remember Memphis? And I said, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> and and he's, I was paired with him the last round. But being tired with him and him leading me four shots, got my uh, adrenaline going again. And and I, I just about caught him, and then I hit, hit the pin and the bounced off the ditch and stuff, or to water, whatever it was, at the 12th hole, and uh, uh, I made a double bogey. And so that put him back to four. Sure. And he said, if if you had hit that flagstick on that hole, said, I, I you baby not knowing, but I, I, you'd about had to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell you that now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Byron, tell me what your motivation was that year. I know that you had kept a diary, and... And we're we're checking on the money that, and that's documented the money that you made. But well, weren't you trying to weren't you trying to buy a farm or a ranch or something? Yes, I was. I'm sitting here right right now. I'm the same place I bought. Wow. At Road Oak, Texas. I've uh, I had raised the country. I liked the country. I didn't uh, I didn't mind the cities. I don't mean that. But I wanted to be out. So, but my my thought was this. I wanted to win more tournaments than anybody. I won in a row, but yet I did not focus on that. I really focused on each course, each tournament, each stroke, a whole of the time. 
I learned to do that early in my career because I start, like a lot of young players do, thinking too much ahead of time. Right. And uh, by the time that time comes, why well, you're already lost. But uh, my swing was very comfortable, and uh, I just had a desire to win every important tournament in the United States at least once, including all majors. Those were my goals. Also, my main goal was to make extra money to buy and pay for this place because even my total that year, as good as it was, as great as it was, I made $52,000. Wow. And yeah, it doesn't seem possible, does it? Wow. But I had goals earlier. I wanted to become uh, a prominent player. I wanted, number one I wanted to do was to be a decent sort of man. I wanted to, I was a Christian. I was raised in the Church of Christ by my wonderful parents, and I have continued to do that. And I think because of the actions that I made and the things that I have not done, have allowed me to uh, be to have the respect of not only the golfers but of the people that I have today. Absolutely. Lord Byron Nelson, our guest, tell us about your decision to leave the game at such an early age. Seems like you were right in your prime and, and decided to walk away. Not many guys can do that. Well, I don't think they can, but the thing that, you know, the other thing that I didn't, I hadn't said for you, I was really still was not making much money at the end at all, and I wanted to do some other things. I wanted to get into other, other some other ways. I had desires. Almost a desire to be an account executive uh-huh. and stuff like that. But, of course, I didn't have enough education. I only went to the ninth grade, and I had no background in that. So uh, I started then. The thing that was good, it's the best thing ever happened to me because, look, I would not have been on the television. I was the first man that's on television regularly as a commentator, mm-hmm. a, a pro commentator. I started I started really in 1960. Right. But then I went under contract with, I did freelance, say, uh, radio and TV. Mm-hmm. And went with ABC with Rune Artis and Chris Schickel in 1963 under contract when Nicholas won the PGA year in Dallas at DAC. And I was with him 14 years until 1977. And uh, the thing that that did was, when they started the tournament, the Dallas Open would be. You got you got some time. Oh yeah, we're fine. Go you ahead. Well, when the Dallas Open had played one golf course, one down, one done, another golf course, and so they never had any continuity of of people who who were run the tournament. Somebody do it one year, and somebody else the next, and somebody the next. Sure. And it, it was a failure, and uh, so uh, I had, of course, left the tour now, and uh, and uh, was. Uh, doing some television work and radio work here and writing with a ghost writer in the Dallas Times-Herald. So I made many people had asked me questions, why is the Dallas service so, oh, such a failure? And I quoted just the things I just already said to you about just what was going on. Yeah. So I said it needs to be tied to something other than the Dallas Open. It's going to have to be at some place where that they have the same continuity. You could build continuity of people that are working on the tournament. When you go to what well, you go to DAC one year, you go to Brook Hall another year, you go to uh, Lake Lakewood another year. You keep going around, and uh, there's no continuity to it. So I told them that, and so uh, the Sailmanship Club that sponsored our tournament, they had been sponsoring things to raise the money to work with delinquent children. 
from 1922. So they were doing a great job of what that money they had. So in 1967, they sponsored the Dallas Open the first time in 1967, and it was at Oak Cliff Country Club. Earl Stewart was a pro there, a good player, and he won the tournament. Well, uh, I had been, now I had built a Preston Trail with the great architect Ralph Plummer, and it was a good golf course. And so in about a couple of three months after the tournament, why one day W.L. Todd and Phoenix McKnight and three other men, but W.L. Todd and Phoenix called me uh, from Dallas. And said, Byron, yes, it's told me, and we got something we want to talk to you about. We know you're home. We want to see you right now. We're on our way, okay? <laughs> I said, sure. So they came out, pulled up, and came in and sat out, and we started talking. And they said, you know, Preston Trail, you hit Bill Preston Trail. It's a good golf course. And so forth. We talked about that and so forth. And then they said, uh, we've been talking to them about playing the Dallas Open there all time. And I said, Oh, that's great because it's a good golf course and it'd be a one one golf course and it's a uh said the only thing about it's a bend on the golf course. So they said there's one other one other thing we have to have and uh we want to call it the Byron Nelson Classic. So that's how it came about. So I was just flabbergasted. I was <laughs> honored so I could hardly speak. So that's the way the term started. Wow. In the fall of sixty seven when they made the announcement they they had a big Parted downtown Dallas, and Governor Conley was there, who was a great governor, a man that got shot along with Quinn Kennedy did. Uh, Hogan was there. Demerit was there. My mother was there. First time she'd ever been to one of those parties. Sammy Davis and <laughs> Lynn Campbell were the wow. entertainers. Wow. How about that? So they really kicked it off. And I tell you, we make, our tournament makes 10% of all the tour money on charity. All right, there you go. doesn't get much better than that. I absolutely love that interview. I hope you enjoyed it as well. And it's brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen, 801-222-2222, Siegfried and Jensen. More Real Golf continues next. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. 
This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers, even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember hi fellow sports fans it's ned siegfried what would we do without sports following our favorite sports teams whether it be the jazz or the utes or the kooks takes our mind off the many challenges in life accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with if you're one of these people we'd love to talk to you about your situation Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hello, I'm Al Morris, President and CEO of Uinta Golf. While servicing golfers over the past 49 years, through good times and bad, we've never lost sight of our customers. We have taken a number of precautions to ensure a safe shopping environment for you and our team members. We hope to see you in our stores soon, and thank you for your patience and your loyalty. Now let's get out there and play some golf. You into golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. This segment brought to you by Uinta Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971. Home of the 90-day, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And thank goodness, our Uinta stores are back open again where you can go in and get unique club repair done, pick up the latest gear and, of course, uh, latest apparel and the, and the like. And say hello to the guys. They've missed you. You've missed them. And we appreciate all that they're doing. Grateful to have them back on board. Well, every week, of course, we welcome in America's favorite caddy. He was especially good this week. We always enjoy visiting with him. Here's our conversation with the caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, Caddy joins us each and every week right here on the show, and uh, we're always happy to welcome him in as America's favorite Caddy. Caddy, yo, what's happening, man? What's shaking out there in Utah? 
I'll tell you what, it is springtime in Utah, which means it could be pushing 80 degrees and absolutely gorgeous, and then you're threatening snow the next hour. So um, that's that's kind of how spring is in Utah. But golf, man, the golf courses are good this time of year. And people are just running out, aren't they? I mean, they, the winter's over. It's ready to rock. Let's you, want, go. you want to hear this stat, Caddy? At Alpine Country Club, mind you, this is a private club that is not allowing guest play. So consider this is members only. Last year in April, we did about 2,200 rounds. April 2019. April 2020, 5,800 rounds of golf. Members only. How about that? There's your COVID-19 stat of the day. But um, I saw... Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard people telling me one of the guys who caddies on tour lives down in uh, Louisiana, and I said, "How's it going down there with the golf?" And he said, "Man, they're just print, they're just printing money at the golf courses." Just of course, they money. are. I didn't know they could print money in Louisiana, but you know, Louisiana is <laughs> a pretty corrupt place. But yeah, uh, you know, you look on the coins, you see that little L there. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Every golf course yeah. has a mint. We all know that. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I guess that's how they do it. So, yeah, but I heard that uh, since a lot of uh, high school and baseball got canceled, I heard a lot of baseball players, have, high school baseball players, have taken up golf. So, who knows what's going to happen there? Caddy, don't Wait. you think I had this discussion with somebody the other day? That baseball players, and this guy was telling me that he he sort of felt he was a former baseball player and struggled with the game, and he he said he other baseball players he talks to either it comes supernatural or it's just they can't shake the baseball swing. It's been my experience that if you're a former baseball player, you're picking up the game of golf pretty quickly and 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 pretty efficiently. Like you, the guys can absolutely hit it. So here's how that works: um, the hockey players do it better than the baseball players do because they're impacting the ground like golfers are. Right. And they're on the same swing plane as a slap shot and a a golf swing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the hockey, hockey motion is pretty good for golf to, to a large degree. Baseball. The, I think what you find is that the best bait, the base baseball players, golfers are the pitchers, not the hitters, Hmm. the pitchers, because, because hitting a golf ball is, often described as being a throwing motion. So a right-handed pitcher playing golf right-handed, that's that's a naturally good motion for swinging a golf club. Whereas hitting, hitting works, I, I would think you'd expect a baseball player to hit a ball a long way. But as lo- as the long drive guys do, they hit it a long way and in all kinds of directions. And that's been yeah. my experience with with baseball players. So baseball players, you know, they're they're swinging on a different plane exactly. Um, you know, yeah. they just have to learn how to swing on a plane where where they're striking the ground and hitting the golf ball. So they're not swinging a parallel plane; they're swinging more at a, a at a descending yeah. down plane. So yeah, the other thing is too that is is that baseball players, if you watch a guy at impact hitting a baseball, they're way more on their right side. Or no, I'm not saying they're on their right side, but they're they're angled back a lot differently than a golfer yeah. beat where the yeah. golf ball is more left-sided and more descending blow than, you know, a baseball player is hitting up on the ball a lot of the time. So you'd think a, a popcorn hitter like Wade Boggs or 
the, when Char, the way Charlie Huff used to teach how to swing a baseball to hit it, contact guys, rod through, they were probably pretty good golfers, I'd bet, because that's a little different idea. Anyway, let's, so much for the technical talk. No, I mean, <laughs> hey, look, you know what? It's, I, I would guess grip has a lot to do with it too, uh, for hitters, you know, um, trying to, trying to adjust the grip from, from you know the baseball bat to the golf club, but you know, look, most of these guys are in tremendous shape. Uh, I think unless you're a designated hitter, you you, you have a good throwing arm because you're playing somewhere, you know, in the field at some point in time. So yeah, yeah I, I think I think that's a really astute observation, and the fact that the pitchers are tend to be the the premier uh, amateur players, you know, yeah, I think it's I think that's really a but really good thing. Smoltz and yeah. Smoltz and Glavin and. Those guys played yeah, they also, every every place they went. That's because they had days off. <laughs> yeah, too. of course. You know, you're only working once every four or five days, so it's a little easier to play golf. But have you seen Mike Trout, the video of Mike Trout hitting a ball at Top Golf? Have not. Oh, my goodness. Mike Trout, he's, he's, he, he hits it so hard. These are limited flight balls, if I'm not mistaken. And <laughs> it just it goes out like a bullet, and you just look at it going, you know, some fish just swim better than the other fish in the ocean. That's all yeah. there is to it. He just, you know, <laughs> some. He chose, as 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 the line says, he chose his parents well. Hey, so caddy, this yeah. week, Brooks Kepka was on ESPN Radio with Dan Patrick. Okay. Yeah. First thing he threw out there was he was talking about. Cat, about players maybe having to carry their own bags and fans not being around and that type of thing. He was asked who 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 would carry his bag or who couldn't carry his bag for the full 18, and he threw out Bubba Watson. That's what oh, Kepka yeah, said. Bubba. Bubba and I might, might not be able to pick the bag up and put it on his shoulder. <laughs> Why? He's, he's, he's not the strongest. He's not the strongest. He's not the strongest guy out there. Oh, come on. He kills it. Oh, he's one of the longest. The longest and strongest aren't the two same two things, huh, Caddy? No, they're not. No, they're <laughs> not. There's not a correlation all the time with longest and strongest, that's for sure. But oh, hey, He's long, funny. but he's not strong. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he throw that out there? My boy, is Bubba is Bubba about the most picked on guy out there on tour, or has Patrick Reed assumed that role? Oh, Patrick Reed's got the lead. Okay, that's an insurmountable lead now. But Bubba was up there, um, you know, taking a little cover now. But yeah, Brooks Brooks is a Brooks is a beauty, isn't he? I guess Michael Jordan shut him down. Oh yeah, the trash talk. Michael yeah. Jordan shut him the down quick. Talk, yeah. So, so here's the, his uh, yeah. Go, here's here's his comment about Bubba Watson. He said, "I actually don't think Bubba would make it." Bubba would be complaining how heavy the bag is the entire time. I love the guy, but there no there's no way he's making it around eighteen holes with the bag. <laughs> is that a commentary that? on his bag or his strength? <laughs> oh, I think he's touching all the bases now. <laughs> he's touching all the bases. 
<laughs> hey, let me ask you this about Bubba. Uh, the local talk show uh, hosts here on our flagship station, 1280 The Zone this week, where they brought up, you know, playing golf with, you know, what golfer would you like to play most play with and that type of thing. And I think coming off of the Michael Jordan and all the golf that they played um, in, in that documentary. But one of the it got brought up, said, well, a guy I wouldn't want to play with is Bubba Watson. And, and I thought about it. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know that I would answer that. I actually think Bubba would probably be pretty fun to play with. I'm not sure. You know, he's not the nicest guy. He may be, you know, or the most, you know, fan friendly during a tournament. But I'm not so sure that that is the same as playing a casual round of golf with someone. Because I, I've seen some plenty of stuff, golf boys and other videos where Bubba could be quite hilarious if you were just playing a casual round. I got to believe Bubba. Well, first thing I can tell you is Bubba, you don't play golf with Bubba. You, you're watching an air show when you, when you play golf with Bubba. You're seeing golf balls do things that you can't imagine a golf ball could do. The first nine holes I see Bubba Watson play was at Wiley Country Club in the Sony Hawaiian Open. And I had, I knew about Bubba. And actually, I take that back. I, I had actually seen him at Q school a couple of years before this, but anyway, this is the first day on tour. And so Mark Kalkovecchia, I'm caddying in the group. So here we go. This is going to be fun watching Bubba Watson play. I've heard about a far hits it. So uh, Bubba gets up and hits first and he hits his Sunday best drive on the first hole. There's, this is a par five that's played as a par four. There's a bunker that's 70 yards short of the green. This is a 480-yard hole. And I thought that might go in the layup bunker. That layup <laughs> bunker is is 60 yards past where I've any, ever seen a human being hit the golf ball. And I thought, that's got a chance of going in that bunker. And it was just tremendous. And Kalkovecchia tees it up. And he, he pegs it. And he just looks up and he starts laughing. And he looks at Bubba and he goes, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like I've never seen a PGA Tour player do this before. And Bubba just like pulls up his sleeve and flexes his arm, you know, and we're all laughing. So anyway, Bubba misses this, misses the second fairway with a five iron. It's a six iron up the tee on three and misses it in the right trees. And we're going up four. And Takavecchia says, this guy can't hit a fairway with a six iron. You know, how's he going to do out here? Well, I'm pretty sure he didn't hit a solid shot at all until we got to the eighth hole, the par three. And it was into the wind and the pin was right. He hit an eight iron and it was about a six iron shot for everybody else. He hit an eight iron that started 20 yards left of the green, went about four iron high and hooked all the way to the right pin placement about five feet behind the hole. And I'm like, Chichi Rodriguez can't hit that shot. I mean, yeah. that was <laughs> awesome. Right. And so anyway, he gets up on the ninth tee, and now it's into the wind. And this is the first drive into the wind, really, for the day with a driver. And all of a sudden, he hits it like 10 feet off the ground the whole way. I mean, he knocked down a driver dead center. And I was like, that's pretty impressive. We're, I didn't see that shot coming. Anyway, it occurred to me as we walked to the 10th tee that I felt like he hadn't really hit it that solid, and he was four under. On the front nine. <laughs> wow. And then, but here's the best one, Bob, because you've been there, right, Wiley? Yep. Yep. Okay. He drove it on 18. 
past the second crosswalk off the tee. Not the first crosswalk. The second crosswalk. So the second crosswalk for the gallery is about 80 yards from the green. That's where he hit his drive on 18. And 18 is par five. Yeah. He might have had like a 70, 70 yards. To the, I, I don't I mean, it was insane. I could be remembering wrong. Maybe I'm known to hyperbole a little bit, but yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was a flip wedge, a chip shot to the green on 18. He hit it over the palm trees and so far left. I thought it was going to hit one of the, one of the porpoises or the dolphins in the hotel over there. And it was, (laughs) but that's how far left you have to go to get to that part of the fairway. I've never seen that before either. So that was, I'm telling you though, Bubba Watson, it's like watching the blue angels when he plays golf. It's that alone is worth playing with him, but he would be, I mean, he could, you're going to talk about, you know, he comes from that LA area, you know, yeah, lower Alabama, panhandle of Florida. (laughs) And, uh, anybody who's from there, they can all talk all of them. They got that. That would be an incredibly entertaining round of golf. You, you, uh, I would highly recommend. That's what I'm saying. No, I, yeah, and I got no experience. I got no experience with it because I've only seen him on the. You know, I've seen him in a practice round or uh, in, a, in a in a competitive round. But I, I mean, I, I, it's got to be really entertaining. Yeah, uh, I mean, he and hits, maybe he brings us maybe he brings us hovercraft. Right, there's always that. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he's not yeah. dressed up in his golf boys outfit. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be disturbing. That yeah. would be disturbing. Um, yeah. No, there's no cause for that. <laughs> That's illegal in Utah, right? Yes. It's illegal in most states. In most states. Okay. Yeah. Let's just check it. Yeah. 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 Well, Caddy, good stuff. That was entertaining stories. And as we always say, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. So story time with the Caddy, always appreciated, especially at this time when we don't have live professional golf to talk about. But, hey, it's coming. month or so away, hopefully we'll be viewing some golf out there on the PGA Tour. Good to talk to you, bud. Have a great week. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. America's favorite caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio, brought to you in part by Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. All you need to do is go to HoopsVision.com, schedule your free consultation, mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save a 1000 bucks. You're welcome, $1,000, and you can finally see again. It is like a miracle, and that was a direct quote, not only from what I said when I got my LASIK done from Hoops Vision, but a good friend of mine who just recently had his done from Dr. Hoops Jr., and his comment was, it's a miracle when you can see. It's so awesome. Check him out at Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. Good friend from GolfNewsNet.com, Ryan Ballinger joins us right now, and we have to begin with a hearty happy birthday to uh, to our good friend. Happy birthday, Ryan. How are you, man? I'm good. Thanks for the well wishes. It's nice to be 37 and, uh, and still playing some golf. <laughs> 37. That's good times, You're man. You're a youngster. Yeah, I still got a long way to go, but it, uh, it, it started to feel more like 37. Didn't really feel like that until I started kind of getting above 35, and now it kind of feels like I have my age. Isn't that the truth? But uh, I'm still desperately fighting against it, so we'll see how that battle goes this year. So you got out and played some golf. We were just talking before uh, coming on the air, and, uh, God, it's got to be nice to be back out on the golf course, huh? Yeah, I believe uh, Maryland closed its golf courses by statewide edict on March 23rd, so it's that's a month and a half basically without golf. I, I had to cross state lines to play golf once. I crossed <laughs> state lines to, to play golf. 
couple You're weeks ago. Hanging. Yeah, I, I I think that was actually illegal, so I may have committed a crime. Um, but I was determined not to do that again, and, and fortunately, uh, we're in a position now, I guess, to be able to, to open up golf courses again. And fortunately for everyone in this country, I mean, all, every state now you can play golf pretty much across the country. There are places here and there where you can't, but it, it's good to be able to say that people who want to play golf can play golf again. Ryan, I no, was, you were sorry. Go ahead, Debob. I was going to say you were talking about you know feeling your age and stuff. I went out and played with my grandson and two of my boys this week. We played nine holes. We were able to ride in a cart, and um, all I know is when I woke up the next morning, my back was killing me, my lower back. <laughs> so yes, I'm pushing. I, I will be sixty this year in July. How you doing? So I am definitely feeling feeling the age. I mean it. I, I walked and I, I prefer to walk usually and our course is very hilly and you, you kind of got to be in a certain condition to be able to play it because if you haven't walked in a while or you don't walk this type of course in a while, it's going to eat you alive. And yeah. by the time I got to about 16 or 17, I was like, all right, I, I remember what, why I haven't, why this hurts. And uh, <laughs> so hopefully tomorrow it won't and, you know, it's not supposed to be the best weather this weekend, but uh, hopefully next week I'll get to give it another try. I've been a member of the club for 10 years now, and I just don't get tired of going out and playing that golf course. In fact, I prefer to go out and play the club than as, as opposed to going other places. What, what's your thoughts on, on that sort of dynamic of, of private club membership? This will be my, this will be nine years mm. in November since I joined the club at the club I'm at now. And it's probably been more than 300 times, to be honest with you, but, I feel like I'm still learning parts of the course, even 300 whatever times in. Mm -hmm. I've changed strategy on playing holes in year seven, eight, and nine on holes on the course. I'm still figuring out how I want to play it. So I'm not bored with it, and maybe that's because I've made myself do something different. (laughs) But I I don't get tired of playing the same place, and, and no slight against the places that are uh, local places that are, are public near my house. I mean, there are plenty of them, five or six and they're all fine, but they all have flaws and they all have things that I don't like about them. And they have things that I do like about them. So yeah. if all things being equal, uh, there, there's no perfect course around me and that, that doesn't really exist. There's no perfect course around me. I might as well stick with the one I know and can play in two and a half hours on a quick day. Mm-hmm. And I, I can go walk a quick five or six holes if I want. And no one's going to, get mad at me for doing it. Uh, there's a lot of benefits that come with playing the same course over and over again, even if that means sometimes you feel like you hit the same shots over and over again. Mm. You know, you're talking about strategy there. So my question is having played the golf course many times and you've changed your strategy, especially in the last three, two or three years, has that helped your game to improve or have you noticed that you're playing better golf now? Sometimes. So I'll give you a really good example. So the fourth hole at our club is about 315 yards, a little bit downhill, typically a little bit downwind, wind from the left. Um, the hole is kind of Mickey Mouse in the sense that you either you have basically three choices. You either try to drive the green like a maniac, like I, I do now, 
or you hit a long iron, you kind of go over a hill, kind of down into a valley, and you hit a 60-yard shot to an elevated green. That's, it's usually one of the firmer ones of the course, so it's not even all that helpful to hit it with a 60-degree wedge. Either. Well, that'll do it for us. Uh, thanks, as always, uh, to Dave Glauser, our producer. Thank you for tuning in, and thanks to our great sponsors here on Real Golf Radio, Mountainland Supply, who sponsors our number three of Real Golf Radio, our good partners in Zion's Bank, Hoops Vision, Siegfried & Jensen, you went to golf, and our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, which, by the way, I roasted a killer brisket on my Yoder. Absolutely fantastic. 14 hours smoke. Absolutely perfect brisket. Uh, and they can show you how to get it done. Rub uh, sauces, everything you need at Barbecue Pit Stop and BarbecuePitStop.com. For Bob Casper and our producer Dave Glauser, I'm Brian Taylor. As always, thanks for joining us and enjoy your weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you next week, Saturday morning, 6 to 9, right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at RealGolfRadio.com. It's been real. 